Hey there, it's Rye from Rye Loves Movies, and I just got out of seeing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the new animated Sony feature in a partnership with Marvel. And I love this movie. I have heard a lot of uh, snippets of conversations of film critics that I follow talking about uh, how good this movie is having seen early uh, viewings of it. And I was able to get tickets uh, to see this film two weeks before it comes out next uh, uh, around Christmas time. So I couldn't quite wrap my mind around why the critics were so uh, high on this film. So I had to see it myself. And it is definitely one of the best comic book films uh, of the year. Now, let me distinguish here that if you are a comic fan and you watch animated comic book movies or even just animated uh, comic book TV shows, then this story in this film might not be the best story ever okay now live action if we were to get a live action film that had the sequences and things in this animated film that that it does if we could do that in live action it would blow people's minds out of their heads animation just gives you a medium that you can do things that are really really incredibly fun to do that would just in live action either be done poorly or be so overproduced with CGI that it's not live action anymore. It might as well just be called animation, which a lot of the MCU movies now and DC movies uh, are in a way like that. But uh, if it could be done well, it would be just something amazing. And I'm I'm not going to try to spoil uh, too many sequences or too much of this movie um, there's not really plot wise like I said if you're a fan of the comics if you know anything about the backstory of some of the alternate uh, spider people spider-man uh, comics that have come out in the last few decades there's nothing really to spoil here um, but if if you just want to be pleasantly surprised and 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 go in and learn about the backstories of uh, some of these alternate spider versions uh, then you know, I won't, I won't ruin that for you, but just say that the sequences, especially if you think about the Spider-Man movies from the Sam Raimi, uh, mid two thousands, Spider-Man movies, the, the, the trilogy, the things that gave you chills in those films, or at least gave me chills, especially in the first one, the origin, uh, film where Peter learns how to climb up a wall, you know, climb up walls or, or learns how to first swing the way that this film does it is so comedic and so awesome that you'll just be rolling and laughing and just wishing we could see it done this way in the films. This film does follow mostly Miles Morales, who's, um, you know, an alternate. He's not a a different version of Spider-Man. There's still Peter Parker's... He still exists in a universe with Peter Parker's Spider-Man, but he's... uh, a new kind of spider 
who comes on the scene in this in this particular universe and his story is uh really a coming of age story because he's younger than even the original spider-man who's supposed to be i think 15 when he becomes a spider-man this miles morales character uh he mentions he's in middle school so you know we have to be talking about a 12 13 year old here and he has an interesting dynamic with his family where he it's actually a, a sweet dynamic that he has both of his parents which you know a lot of superheroes don't and his parents love him in a way that's it's it's nice to see he really has uh, a lot going for him before he the events of the film or the 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 backstory that he has to don the mantle of spider-man but his life is kind of flipped upside down uh you know when he does become the new spider-man or, or or starts to become a person with these spider powers and it leads him into uh you know a confrontation or it leads him into the middle of a confrontation in which the events of the film are set off where he must now don the mantle of, of spider-man and uh he begins to meet uh, other characters from the different uh, alternate universes of Spider-Man who have come into his universe uh, through the events of the story. So I'll just say who the the characters are because it's not a spoiler. It's been in all the marketing material or, or I'll list a few of them. Um, maybe there's a, a surprise in there too. But uh, we have uh, a Peter Parker from a universe where Peter has been Spider-Man for about 25 years. And he's, uh, you know, nearing middle age. He's uh, put on a few pounds. He's a little bit grizzled. He's had some uh, rough, uh, rough and tumble things in his life up to this point, where he's a little bit um, down on his luck. And he's voiced by Jake Johnson, and he's very, very relatable. He, uh, it's just, a, it seems like a really soothing. Uh, kind of person not soothing he's a bit abrasive but um it would seem like a cool guy to 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 get to know and have a beer with i guess is a pretty cliche way to put it but um and he's he's very funny and very relatable and you've got a version of spider woman which i won't spoil i I don't want to talk about her details too much um because it did surprise me it kind of my expectation of what I was going to get with that character was a little bit subverted. And we've got um, Noir Spider-Man. His backstory is he's uh, basically Peter Parker from uh, the 1930s. And he's like set in a black and white noir kind of uh, detective type of universe. That's voiced by Nick Cage, which uh, I didn't know going into the film and from the first couple sentences i was just like that's nick cage this is awesome this is awesome he's hilarious uh he doesn't have a a ton of dialogue but pretty much every phrase every sentence he says is funny in some way that that really adds to the story you've got um john mulaney voicing spider ham which is uh actually a character that goes back to the 80s as a parody a spider-man uh, character and he's basically porky pig dressed up like spider-man and they actually kind of make some funny references to that that fact uh regarding the legality of of his character but he 
John Mulaney, if you know him, uh, if you've watched any of his, his comedy, or if you know him from SNL, uh, he's a very, very funny guy. And his voice is just, it's just perfect for this character. And there's a lot, a lot of jokes to be mined from, from his character and a lot of uh, memorable things that he says. And uh, one of the other characters is, it's, it's a bizarre character to try to explain. Uh, I had to look it up of what, what was going on here. Um, it's basically, it's a girl, uh, who is not really a spider person per se, but she has like a psychic link with a robot. That's basically a Spider-Man robot mech. Uh, so it really has a lot of, um, nods to kind of the anime style of, of animation and, and people who love uh, kind of anime will will really get into that character and and it's a, it is a fun character i just didn't know much about her and it's 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 a really far stretch but it, it fits perfectly with this idea of you know if other universes were gonna um kind of collide that you're gonna get some bizarre uh things going on and, and this character does exist in the spider-man comics uh through the um spider-verse series uh, in the last decade but there's just not a lot about this character. And so uh, the movie kind of creates a lot of her character. I think that it, people will not have seen much of this character before at all. The The highlights, the reasons that this is going to be really fun and just really popular is the action is just out of this world. The cinematography or the animation style of the film is is something we have not seen much of i can't think of anything that looks quite like this they've it's kind of a, a style of cell shading that you know maybe you see in newer video games or that we've seen in video games like kind of along the the legend of zelda games like uh breath of the wild that cell shading style but more it, the lines are more comic style and the background constantly has this the inking dots of like a comic book page is constantly on the screen in a very you know subtle kind of way where you don't really recognize it's all there unless you want to focus on it and go wow like <laughs> this entire film is just covered in tiny black uh, ink dots and this this allows for some really great just splashes of color throughout the whole film the sequence kind of towards the climax there's just colors everywhere i mean it's basically like it's almost like like doctor strange in you know the mcu's doctor strange when he goes first um you know experiences kind of the quantum realm that that steve ditko kind of just menagerie of just bizarre visual effects and things like that it's it's almost that kind of style uh but just swirling colors and it's just really beautiful and it really disorients you. Uh, it doesn't really let you know where you are spatially. And it's just a lot of fun. So there's, because it's an alternate universe, there are villains, there are fights that you would expect for a Spider-Man movie to have. But the villains are all kind of, I would say bizarro world versions of the villains that you know. But I don't think they're bizarro world versions because if you follow... Uh, the Miles Morales line of comics, then these are just the standard villains in his universe. So 
they're bizarro versions of what you know our standard Peter Parker that we know um, would fight and they're really great there's some really interesting twists some interesting takes uh, some kind of mut mutations and modifications on the villains that we know that really makes them stand out when you get all of the different alternate versions fighting together the spider-man versions fighting the villains it's just chaos and insanity and fun it's a lot a lot of fun now is there any negatives about the movie um i don't think so i can't it it's not a it's not a plot that's gonna really make you say wow i've never seen that plot before um they even kind of put a hat on it in the film where one of the spider-men says yeah this is there, there's some dialogue about how complicated you know this part of the the villain scheme is and that spider-man just says this isn't really that complicated i've seen this a million times before uh they're gonna say you know the password next and then they're gonna say you have 24 hours to do this blah 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 and then that happens and so you know it's 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 not gonna blow you away script wise if you're a fan of the comics it has not the the style of this movie has not been done in a live action comic book film up to this point the complexity the amount of characters that are being put on the screen and it doesn't it doesn't suffer from the um kind of spider-man 3 problem of too many villains where you have you know venom and goblin and and sandman and any number of villains at once because the villains in this film are really they're not trying to give them a backstory they're not trying to make the villains interesting in the sense of their character development which is what most people complain about in comic book movies now is oh this you know the, ranking the villains who's the top villain uh, you know thanos he's such a great villain because his backstory and he's you can relate to him and and you know his his reasoning for what he does makes sense this movie is not trying to do that it's saying here are the spider-man villains they're bad for bad sake in fact there's one villain in particular in this movie that does have a character arc but or or at least is developed in a way that you say oh that's that's kind of an interesting twist there but it doesn't there's it doesn't mean anything the the arc actually that's not fair it, it is it is meaningful it is uh in the context of the story but you're not going to look back and go oh that was such a developed villain you're just not the the villains are bad because they're bad and the only thing that you're going to get uh, out of this film is just how cool they are in action and how uh, how awesome it is to see these comic book pages uh these wild chaotic fights from the comics come to life on the screen in a way that's engaging fun to follow along with and just puts a smile on your face to see to see the action uh play out so uh, that would be a negative for me is just the development of the villains even though it's not trying to develop them at all so if you can knock it for that go for it I'm, i don't have much else without just talking spoilers about this movie uh other than to say I, i'm really glad that miles morales has essentially a full feature film uh, i think he's a really cool uh character i hope that i hope sony 
is using this opportunity to lay some groundwork to bring a live action Miles Morales because I think that the MCU needs uh, that that diversity and it needs uh, some bigger vision of what's possible to kind of break out of the of the rut of using the same origin stories and the same uh, characters over and over. Let's let's build this world. Let's open it up. You know, let's let's take uh, let's take the history. Let's take the um, tradition of the Spider-Man comics and and let's start to open it uh you know full throttle let's get these new characters in here let's make some new live action films with these diverse characters these new angles these new universes i'm all for it so i highly recommend this film i want everyone to go see it to enjoy it i want it to make a lot of money so we get more like this take your family it's super family friendly it's good for all ages uh young and old enjoy this movie if we'll talk to you next time thanks for listening